Hey, welcome to the Conscious Citizens podcast. This week's Conscious Citizen is London-based session hairstylist Narad Kutuwaru. I've been fortunate enough to have known Narad since we were young teenagers, both Hitch and Boys Girls School alumni, and have watched his journey from salon-based hairstylist to working with incredibly talented artists, award-winning actors and musicians. It has really been a privilege. In this episode, we really talk about the power of finding your thing, and we were truly inspired by Narad's inbuilt intuition and continued appetite for personal growth. Narad is honestly one of life's angels, and we hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed the conversation. Narad, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for coming um, on a weekend as well, and I know you've had a hectic week. Um, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, a bit tired, but um, yeah, all good. I think it's really good now to be back being busy. Um, things weren't that busy for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just nice to be back working, but I text someone earlier about it, and they were saying like, yeah, I'm really good, but I'm really busy, but also just really busy. Do you know what have I mean? you found it's like... it hard to get back into being busy? Not... I have, I think. I... Mentally. Yeah and no, because I think the the funny thing about, I think, being self-employed is that th- that's like the good bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of what you're supposed to be, is busy. But then I think there's also the bit that you like doing is going like, oh my God, I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah. So... It's like a, yeah, like I, I, one day at home and I'm like, oh my God, like my career's over, like no one likes me. But then obviously when you're busy, you're like, then you oh, become really I've popular. got to go here and then I've got to go there. But actually secretly you're like, oh my God, I love it. Should we, <laughs> we, do you know what the other day, sorry, when we were talking, we were talking on the phone about you coming here and I was moaning about how busy I've been. And you literally, after I got off the phone, I had this thought process like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. And you said to me, well, would you rather be flying here there and everywhere or somewhere or would you rather be commuting to London on the train and I was like I need to look at things more positively like I'm a positive person I was like that told me that literally that conversation I walked away I was like oh he really told me that I'm basically Joe yeah. Shetty that's, yeah that's you are yeah. so should we get into why, why you're busy or what, what you're doing what are you doing that's making week? you busy so our listeners can know um yeah so I mean I'm a hairstylist mm-hmm. um so I work, I am represented by an agency. I, people ask me all the time, what do I do? I think my preferred thing is always talent-based. So mm-hmm. working with either musicians or actors or like just personality really uh, across, you know, TV, film, uh, magazine stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do fashion things. So just like a whole world of hair, but generally if it's on the telly, or in a magazine. You've done that hair. It's kind of, That's more the thing that I do now. And did you start... Uh, that's the thing that you do now. Did you start off doing that? Or did when did you start doing No. That? So I started... So I've been, like, free... Like, I've been doing, like, what we, what we now call, like, session okay. work. So being a session stylist for uh, about eight, nine years now, which mm-hmm. is quite mad to think. But I just remember because my first job, Bella was like six months old, so I know that's always oh, a good. Wow. It's a good time track. And how old me. is she now? So she'll be nine. Oh wow! Next month. Yeah. So, yeah. So that so it's been that. But I mean, you know, I started way back. 
when I was um my very first thing with hairdressing was when we did work experience week at school. Oh yeah. So I went to a boys' school, and uh, out of the whole year, I was the only person that chose hairdressing. You chose hairdressing. Yeah. So, so how you old knew are you for to work do it experience? Then? I think it's 15, right? Because it's... I'm trying to remember. It is, I'm sure. I, I think it was in, like, yeah, year nine, maybe. So you knew so you wanted 15. to do hair then? Well, yeah, but it's, like, um, kind of. Like, I used to... So it all started because I used to, like, getting my own hair... Well, even before that... What the what? Yeah. So I... The first time I got my hair cut properly in a barber shop, I was literally, like, maybe, like, 12 or 13... Yeah. And because my dad wouldn't let me, because he could do it, like, it would save, obviously, clearly it's saving money, mm-hmm, but he was yeah. like, no, I can do it, do you know what I mean? And I used to hate it, and it'd always be like, you know, like, I'd try and, like, grow my hair out, or, like, you know, you see someone on the teeth, whatever, like, oh, I want my hair like that, and mm-hmm. you start to grow it, and then the next thing, buzz, and it's all gone <laughs> off again. Um, so, yeah, so I think that obviously had some kind of, like, effect yeah, on it. Yeah, right. Um, so then I think and I, I think the first time I went to the hairdressers, I came up with a full head of highlights. <laughs> so <laughs> would, on, my, uh, on my, like, nice dark Asian hair, it was quite orange, <laughs> So... Then your dad was like, you're definitely not going back to the hairdressers. Well, it was just, you know, I think, you know, this could be a bit of a theme, but I think it's the thing of being quite extreme at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I've never been, so if I'm going to go, I'm going to get the whole yeah. thing done, shall I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean... I used to go to the barbers all the time. Through going to the barber shops, you also like meet different barbers that you like, and I think being very impressionable at like sort of fifteen, like thirteen, whatever. Um, a lot of the barber shops that I used to go to in Hitchin, a lot of the guys that would cut your hair, they'd also DJ like at the weekend. So also at that time, I was very into like DJing, yeah. like buying Ministry magazine, like yeah. Ibiza, you know, all those sorts of things. So. It was kind of like a lifestyle thing that I think I preferred. Like, you know, I think I'd like to be like that when mm-hmm. I'm older. And then one of the barbers said to me, like, I think, don't... Because I asked him, I said, like, oh, could I come and work here? And he was like, I wouldn't... He said, I'd, if I were you, I'd do hairdressing first. Interesting. Instead, Why? Well, just instead of, like, being specific on barbering, mm-hmm. he's like, that will give you, like, a bigger thing. It's actually, like, oh, really wow. good That's advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, he's still about. Like, I should probably go and... As a barber. Yeah, go and yeah, thank yeah. him. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so I I did that. Um, it came to, like, yeah, our work experience. I, I chose hairdressing. Um, I knew... But at the time, as well, there was a famous, um, like, reality TV show on the TV called The Salon at the time. And it was, like, really, like, quite sensational, I think. It was nothing had been like it before. And uh, that was on the TV, so, like, everyone would watch that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, again, everyone in there was really cool. I did like... not remember that. Do you remember the no. TV programme? No. Oh, right. Well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, that was on. So, like, again, it was influential. Yeah. So, I remember I went to this, like, week at this hairdresser's, which is no longer there now. Um, and it wasn't quite, I think, what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's only only so much you could do. But, like, after that week of doing it, my mum was like, well, is that something that you think you want to do? And so she, I was like, yeah. And she, like, took me straight down to, like, the Tony and Guy mm-hmm. and Hitchin. And, like, literally, like, just done that week thingy and then I, a week of work experience. And then I was got a job at the Tony and Guy on Saturdays. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, straight away. So I was in, like, year, like, 
year 10, I, I imagine. And obviously I was doing like on Thursday, on Tuesdays we used to do like the salon training. On Thursdays I did like the late night from mm-hmm. four to eight. And then on Saturdays I'd work there all day. Oh, that's amazing. So that was like... Oh, so you were able to train on the, like whilst you were working there yeah, as well? Yeah, but I mean yeah. like, tra- like, I mean, I remember like my first like sort of like the model release forms and that mm-hmm. I used to do. And it was like straight blow dry, like four hours. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, just like bad. Now you're like whipping them up in seconds. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, that's what I mean. It just takes, it's one of those, like anything, you know, it takes a long time to kind of get there, I think. So did you stay in the salon for... A while or when did you transition to sessions yeah well so I mean it's like I I was at Tony and Guy for a for a while and then uh I was then went to a salon in Wellin mm-hmm. uh for some reason which was nice as well but then I think it was there actually that I had this sort of like moment where I was like what am I doing because I basically ended up doing like this like blue rinse on like a on like an older lady <laughs> and I think at the time I was like sort of like 20 and mm. I was like I don't know if this is me man like do you know what I mean like yeah. is this is this it so I was kind of like um at the time actually my one of my good friends his now wife was working at a salon in London and they just had this tv show made there mm-hmm. so although she wasn't on the tv show you'd see her in the background, like, on the telly. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of a bit like, oh, like, I think that's a bit of me, like, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I was like, I need to go to London, really. I think this is, like, where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I was already going to Welling, so like, it's only a <laughs> couple of months. <laughs> and then as it comes, like, to be that the, the salon that I ended up working in, I was, like, going through, like, the trade magazine in the salon, and it was one of the guys off that TV show that mm-hmm. I used to watch was opening a salon in Covent Garden. So then I was like, right, I'm going to go for that job interview. And then one of the girls I worked with there was like, well, I'm going to do that as well. And I was like, oh, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so we both went. And actually, because we both went, we didn't obviously go in together, but because they worked out, like, oh, hang on. Well, that other girl was from there as well. Like, So then they gave it to both of us, like, this oh, job. Um, so, yeah, so I was there. Then I was in Covent Garden for, like, sort of, I think it was, like, eight years. And then there was a little bit of a crossover where I I had finally then like started to get like jobs outside of the salon, um, and then it kind of was a bit clashy, and then I just had to make the decision what I was going to do. How did you start um, getting, I guess, the jobs outside of the salon? So I mean, like I think where I was because I did put myself in Covent Garden. Mm-hmm. I I worked with some like really talented um, like hairdressers that were you know already doing all the things mm-hmm. that I wanted to do like one of the girls there um she did she used to do extensions and she actually did um Howard from Take That oh, when yeah. he had them dreadlocks yeah she'd done that <laughs> and I was literally like what like that's yeah. so cool like yeah. do you know what I mean like that's amazing and then like one of the other girls that worked there, she was going on tour with Boyzone and like yeah. things like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like there were people that were genuinely doing these things. And like one of the girls took me on my first sort of like that like, assisting job and we'd worked with uh, Martine McCutcheon oh, for yeah. the day. And uh, yeah, we went to like ITV and like did some things. So it's like really like, you know, eye opening and like, you know, this is that thing. But that salon that I worked in, it was very much like a sort of like celebrity salon. Right. So like there were, like we had a launch party and there's all these like people from and like as I say like coming from where like I'm from mm-hmm. like a small town mm-hmm. like going to see like these people in real life like I think especially back then yeah yeah but it was like 
I think this has been a big thing for me, like, is that I think growing up, things on a screen or, like, in a magazine were so far removed from my mm-hmm. life. Like, it was so, like, it's like a magical world almost, like a world away. Like, yeah, you know, you, you'll never meet them people. Like, they're, like... They're not even real people. It's yeah, just there on the screen, Basically, yeah. yeah. And now you're touching their hair. <laughs> in, in a way, yeah. yeah. And I think that's also part of, like, why now like that's what I actually like to do because I think it's always been something that's fascinated me mm-hmm. and actually now like working in it is like why I do that maybe because I get to see like how it all works I don't know are you still seeing that though are you still as I guess fascinated by it or does it still in uh, does it still fascinate you as much seeing how it all works behind the scenes rather than just kind of untouchably on screen no, I, th- I, th- I think it still does. For me, it's always, like, um, anything, like, popular culture. So, like, the biggest TV shows, mm-hmm. the biggest event that week, like, the biggest film that's coming out, or, mm-hmm. like, anything, you know, them things that are, like, grab the headlines that week. Like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah, you want to be there. That's so cool. So that's, like, exactly, like, what it is. Like, I mean, we've got, like, that Queen's Jubilee is happening. Mm-hmm. And like so, I'm I'm booked to work on that at the at the palace. Mm-hmm. At the palace. So there's like the party uh-huh. at the palace. So, so cool. I'm on a hair team that's going to be there, and like that for me, like although that may not be like the like the job that's going to like pay all my rent that month, or like it's not, there's other parts to my job that I weigh up. You know, that's yeah. something that I want to be there to be because a part it's relevant of. and it's current and yeah. it's now. And it's yeah. like this is like it's cool. Like, and also, you know, yeah, you can say that you did that. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like all of those little things are the things that I like really like. I'm into. So, on in all these like stepping stones in your career, did you just immediately make the decisions to transition or to pivot or to choose this way versus that way, or did, were you guided by someone to help you? Because it seems like once you decided oh, I want to do this, you just go for it. Mm. Like, don't think about it, you just have the confidence and go. I mean, I think, I think like most people, I think I can think about things for quite a, quite a while. <laughs> the it idea... doesn't sound like it. It no. sounds like you're like, oh, I'm interested in this, I'm going to go and do it. No, well, I think, I think potentially at that time, I think maybe I think when you don't feel like there's anything to lose, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, there's literally nothing to lose, like maybe I think that that's where the answer is like going to London was just very much a thing I think all things being said with that I think I also was lucky enough to have like parents that were going to support my like sort of like dream if that's what you want to call it or like or just basically um make like make it possible yeah (laughs) yeah do you know what I mean because I didn't earn like hardly anything do you know what I mean do like the train fare was like I think like three 60 or something at the time and I think I earned 400 yeah seriously 100% yeah (laughs) but I think with when you're starting out in any career like that I think that's just always the way like it's the Mm. same with fashion it's the same with makeup it's the same with hair like you're kind of I guess privileged to be there right especially on jobs like that yeah I think that is the thing it's like the one I think to be there and to take Mm -hmm. from that experience but as I say I think there's always been I've always been fascinated by, like, obviously how and, like, why. And I think a big part of, like, what I do with hair, a lot of it is, like... Well, maybe it's not... Maybe it's just how you learn. I think I'm a very hands-on person. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, you know, see and, like, you know, actually work it Mm -hmm. out. 
so that's all part of that and you obviously have to be there mm-hmm. and have to take from it like you can't mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be getting the train up there to like I don't know sit on my phone do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. that's not really what it's about but but yeah no I think um, making that decision was easy because there was nothing else going on for mm-hmm. me do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, was either, it was either blue rinses or something It just takes else. so much confidence, though, just to know. But I guess... Yeah, that's a whole separate thing as well, is having the confidence to decide that you want to do something, but also have the confidence to do that, because I think it can seem intimidating to a lot of people mm. as well. But I think that's the thing. I think I've... I think... I don't know, like, if it's good or bad. I think I've always had a vision of how I see myself. No, that's, that's a good great. thing. That's yeah. amazing. But it's then I think thing. it's like, you know, sometimes maybe if you've come away from that, or like you know, you're maybe not reaching that. Yeah. You've got to rethink. Well, hang on. How am I getting to that bit? Yeah. Like, I get. So, yeah, and then that, that was the thing. Like with this, with this turning into from salon to session, mm-hmm. that was really like when when Bella was born, like my eldest daughter. That was really like just a big motivation for me to actually get on with things because working in the salon was one thing for me, mm-hmm. but I also again I knew that that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Right. So did you you had Bella, and then decided to go into the sessions? Yeah. Oh wow. Because that's I mean that's still a scary step as well. It is. I mean at the time. Um, yeah, because at that point you could have definitely chosen to like, oh this is super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But I think that was the thing. I think um, I think that it's just a massive motivator for mm-hmm. me or like. But again, maybe it's not because maybe like Bella would think I was cool anyway. But like, <laughs> I, my thing with that, I'd want her to be like proud or like mm-hmm. you know be like yeah that like that's my dad like he's cool mm-hmm. sort so of thing. Cute. Yeah. But so that was why it was like the, it was a big motivation to be like right you got to go and do this now, and um, because I had definitely had like so many opportunities. Before. when I was in London like all the time and we'd just be like oh some day off sorry can't do you know what I mean or like oh no I'm going out that night can't right. and that's the thing that like, I now am fully aware of in my job there isn't such thing as yeah. any of that and you have to kind of really just if that's what you want you've got to just do it do you know what I mean yeah there's no really time for like finding excuses well, it's a different kind of job isn't it it's like office nine to five like stuff happens all the time yeah and I guess you put like you re- I mean I'm not a parent I don't know but I'm assuming you're reprioritizing everything once you have kids so you're not like oh that's my day off I can't do that job mm. but I yeah. think that's a big thing as well like with your work is you have to sacrifice or kind of prioritize what work to take, what work not to take, and you do have to sacrifice your family time or your work. Mm. Do you find a struggle in that, or is, do you have, like, a formula to balance it? No, there's no formula. <laughs> um, no, I think just as I've got a bit older and a bit more, like, versed in how my job works mm-hmm. and, like, being a bit more comfortable in it, um, you kind of know that there's peaks and troughs to mm-hmm. it all the time. Um, so it's kind of being okay with that. I think that's also where where I have an agent. I think that's where that comes in as well because you can always ring yeah. <laughs> and be like, is everything okay? Like, <laughs> and they'll generally, because there are like trends and stuff in why things drop off, yeah. whether that's like school holidays or like, you know, after like bank holiday mm-hmm. or the end of like a tax year or mm-hmm. like whatever it is, there's always reasons as to why it fluctuates. So they also then can back you up and be like, oh, don't worry, like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So that, that 
is fired and like we just went away for two weeks and as always it's kind of like jobs come in mm-hmm. right just typically yeah of course always the way but this time around although it's always annoying especially if it's like a client you've worked with and they're coming back you don't work with them all the time but on that occasion mm. like and then I wasn't available because the fear for me then is I'm like, oh, what? I was I, about to have, do you still have that fear that like, oh, if my client is going to go work with someone else, like what if they like someone more than me? And of course, yeah. but I think, that, I think that's only like care or yeah. passion or whatever else yeah, yeah. it wants to be. Like, just because I'm bothered about it, I think. Yeah. Like, I think it would be, um, it would be weird to just be like, oh, no, I'm not free, sorry, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in saying that, I think I had to just, now it's kind of like, you know, I'm not available for that. But maybe that's because I wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, but I mean, for a long time, though, at the beginning, we didn't go on holiday. Yeah. Oh, really? So, that's, we normally go away every Christmas because that's the one time of the year where you know that there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, again, as, as Bella's got older, it's now like, well, you kind of have to go away in the summer, right? And mm. you kind of have to do have other, to just, other yeah, normal keep things. Keep him occupied as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but I'm kind of okay with that now because it's literally like, you know, you can't, you literally can't sit around yeah. and like just wait. Wait. But, yeah. you know, I do know people that they have lifestyles that are different to mine and they can 100% do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is that, you know, that's that's cool for them. You know, do it, would it be great if I could do that as well? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that's not my reality. So, yeah. you know, I've got a different thing and, and sometimes it can be a bit like um, disappointing if I can't do something. But generally, I, I can feel it in my gut, you know. Like, yeah. if there's one that I definitely need to do, I can make it work. Yeah, yeah. There will sure. be a way, for sure, to make it work. It's just like it might not be the... Do you ever the... say no to working with... Do you ever say no to a job? Um, again, now I can, kind of. Mm-hmm. Just because I think at the beginning or, like, in the first few years where you say yes to everything, it's good because you find out the ones that are, like worth doing mm-hmm. and the ones that aren't because you do meet so many people on a job that that always turns into like another job mm-hmm. always like guaranteed it's anyone on that job could get you the next one mm-hmm. um but at the same time there's also been many many weeks and months of my life that I will never get back for days that I've spent shooting something really cool that's really good for you yeah this would be really great for your portfolio yeah and then like nothing ever came of it oh right the pictures that didn't come out good or like you know we just didn't bother with it or like and you're just like oh well that's cool but it still cost me time train fare yeah everything else so you start to see um you just get to find your people i think in the industry Mm -hmm. i was talking about this the other day as well like i think there's definitely people i've worked with in the past who i probably would prefer not to work with now (laughs) um and then there's people that I just love working with. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever you see them, like I had a job uh, literally this week and I didn't know who was doing makeup and we both turned up and we were like, yes! Yeah. Like, because that's the thing. There's so many like-minded people. You're all doing the same thing. Yeah. You've all kind of actually got the same like wants and dreams. Yeah. And if people want to do that in a fun way, like yeah. that's great. Yeah, and like, yeah. that's what I mean. You get to work with people that you really like. So that's also good as well but there's a hundred percent the other side of it too but you just <laughs> but that's not to say I think that everyone thinks that about 
than people mm-hmm. because they also have their own tribes. Everyone has their own yeah. like-minded people. I exactly. Guess, yeah. So like, it's kind of fine. It's just that, yeah. you know, not everyone's for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's really Everyone true. creates their own community, yeah. don't they? Mm. Just based on... And yeah, I guess, you, like you said, you network from that and it gets you even more jobs. It's, it's the compound effect, it's as compound we like effect, to, yeah. as we like to say. Um, what was like, I guess, the the breakthrough mo- like the breakthrough moment, I, or what? At what point? How much of the session work did you already sort of have for you to be able to confidently make that decision of like, right, I'm going to leave the salon. I'm going to focus purely on this. At what point were you already? Um, so, kind of like none. Okay. <laughs> I mean, amazing. No. Yeah. Like- so, the very first job I had, it was uh, a good friend of mine, Elaine Linsky, is a makeup artist mm-hmm. who I still work with now. The long story is she used to work with my wife in a past life, in a, the, in a different job, right. in an office, but she left to do makeup. Mm-hmm. So, as that was all happening, one time I was with my wife and uh, we, went, we met outside a pub and so I met Elaine for the first yeah. time and I was like oh I do hair she's like I do makeup and so she was like oh right well and I was like yeah like, I want to start getting into like you know different things and like you know doing a bit of this yeah. that. she's like okay well if anything comes up I'll keep you in mind and then this music video came up and she was like do you want to do hair on it and I was like yeah sure great but it's like the main person so you had never done hair on a in no. a session and you no. just said yes no but naively like I was like, well, I've done hair though. Yeah. So right. it's kind of like, how different can it be? Yeah. Right? Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. going to be. Did you find out? <laughs> I was, it was actually all right, to be fair. <laughs> like, but it was just. That's this confidence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but it's just funny. Like, the thing about that was there was a. As I say, Bella had been born, so in the July, mm-hmm. and I was like, right. New Year's resolution, I'm going to start doing, like, session work. I'm going to put myself oh, out right. there. I'm going to really start doing it. And this happened in, like, December. <laughs> and I was kind of like, well, it's not New Year yet. But, like, <laughs> I, can't, I actually can't do it. Start, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I said I'd do it in January. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it all happened. And uh, even, like, right up to the job, I was kind of thinking, like, oh, I might not bother, like... Kind of like on Sunday, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really want to do What, it. do you think that was that? Or do you think that's a part of, like, can I do it? The fear. Yeah, like, but yeah. I think that's what holds everyone back. Yeah, yeah thing, or like, I'll just If I don't do it, then I haven't failed because, yeah. like, I found a good excuse. Yeah, yeah. So I went and did it, and it was for this band Years and Years that yeah. are now, like... The Years and Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. really big. <laughs> so it was just really good and like there was all these young actors that were on it and that was mm-hmm. kind of what drew me to it because I'd, I get like I'd seen these people um Ben Wishaw was in it as mm-hmm. well like Q from James Bond mm-hmm. and that so I was like yeah I definitely want to be a part of that and actually I think Ben Wishaw was actually from around here yeah so like there was a talking point yeah. there as well for when I met him yeah. <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> everyone knows Hitchcock yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> So that's why I went and did it, and it was actually it was it was great. Like it was a really good job. Um, and then on that job, their management said, "Oh, my colleague's actually looking for hair and makeup for their band, Clean Bandit, who I had no idea who they mm-hmm. were." And I was like, "Okay," and they're like, "So would you like to? Can I put you in touch with them?" And we were like, "Yeah, sure. Like why not?" And then it was like, "Okay, well, this." Um, they need you on like whatever it was like Thursday night or something. It was the, it was at the, um, where was it? It was in Angel, mm-hmm. at the the garage, I think. Right. 
in that uh, maybe in Highbury. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, it was there, and it was like this uh, Fred Perry like gig, and so they were performing. I'd never met them before. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. them. So again, I was just like, okay, it's just like some hair to do. Yeah, it's fine. So it turned up, and we did it, and like. I still have the pictures now, and I think maybe it wasn't my best work, but it's fine. <laughs> but we did it, and it was just really cool. Like, we was in, the, in like, a dressing room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, like, proper vibey. And then I remember they went out, and they started playing. And I was like, I actually really like this music yeah. as well. Like, it's actually really good. And then that was kind of it. They then they brought out their single, Rather Be, mm-hmm. like, literally the next week. It went straight to number one. Mm-hmm. And so then from that, it was, like, magazine covers and, like, and they just kept asking you to... Yeah, and it was like that. It was like, That's you know, so things cool. like... Um, there was just all these different jobs. It was like, whoa, like, loads of stuff. And then the, the thing why I came out of the salon was because it was, will you come with us to Glastonbury? Yeah. And it was like... Absolutely. It's kind of a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and, they, and the salon at the time were, like, not really up for it. And I was kind of a bit like, well, I can't not do it do you know what I mean yeah. like it's kind of insane for me to be like oh it's okay I'll just yeah. won't go then yeah so I was like I did it and then I, they gave me a, like a written warning or something <gasps> and I was just like do you know what I actually don't need to do that because I'm just gonna go yeah. <laughs> like, but I had but brave decision well the thing yeah. is though I'd, I'd been really battling with it because I was I was really unhappy like in that mm-hmm. job like really unhappy because I was having like these real highs of like doing stuff with the band yeah. of like yeah this is I think this is this it this is where I want to be this is actually yeah. what I've been trying to do for ages and then being back like down here yeah. like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean like that's the it's really bad yeah. and it'd be like one job like yeah. like I don't know like maybe one in a week there'd be like one really like good thing that I was like oh, I can't work today because I've got to go and do this thing and uh, yeah but so, uh, so because we'd had a baby the whole thing is like you know you can't not know what you're earning mm-hmm. month to month because you've got a baby right. now like you know yeah. you're a dad now so there's all this responsibility but I think I was just taking it home with me like how unhappy I was and Sam my wife just said like you know you should leave because it's really just not go good do it. We'll figure it out yeah and so I did but and at the time like Sam like had a really good job though yeah. as well so it's kind of helpful <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that was that so I left and then yeah, it was just, it was kind of fine from there. But it was okay. But then um, Clean Bandit eventually s- stopped doing promo for their first album mm-hmm. and had to write more music. So then it all came to a bit of a grinding halt. Right. And I was a bit like, oh. <laughs> what, <laughs> what now? What do I do what now? Do I do now? What so did then, you do? So then I almost had to start from the beginning then. Okay. So I'd kind of been like, I kind of got in mm-hmm. at quite a decent level yeah. doing like lots of cool stuff. But I think that really helped me out because then I already had like magazines and stuff like, oh, well, he's shot for this magazine or, oh, he's worked on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe people don't realise how or why you've done that. Yeah. All they see is it's Nor do they done it. I guess yeah. it's done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like, well, he's done loads of different things, even though it's the same client. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so um, then I had to go back to, like, then, like, doing a lot of, like, sort of editorials, like, mm-hmm. just meeting, like, photographers and, like, doing all of that sort of stuff. And then I also did, like, one of the, like, worst jobs in my 
well, I, I love my job. That's the thing. Like, I yeah. genuinely get excited about every job. But then I, I had to do a bit of like e-com. So like yeah. where you go and shoot for like a... But when you do our photo shoots. <laughs> it's not that though. That's what I mean. Like yours is it's like we're doing like a lookbook really. Yeah. It's very different. Like doing like e-com for one of like the big like clothing giants. Yeah. And it was just like soul destroying. Like it's just a machine. Like, yeah. And, like, that was, like, the one time I genuinely remember, like, literally, like, clock watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Because it's, like, a day it's set up, like, start nine, lunch here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you're, like, banging out looks. Go home yeah. apart, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just this, the mundanest thing. And I remember, like, I was just, like, I couldn't not do it because it was paid, right? Yeah. But I was just, like, the day when I'm booked on something else and then this comes in and I can say... I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm not, not free. Like, yeah. and then that day did come eventually, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, never again!" Like, and it was fine. <laughs> what do you think, as someone who was like pretty new to that part of the industry? You went on a job you hadn't had the experience before, and you know, someone and you said yourself, "Like, oh, maybe it wasn't my best work," but like you carried on working with them. What do you think it was about you, like that? I guess, got people to be like, do you know what, like, let me put you in touch with somebody else or actually come back and work with us again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, people always say to me, even now, they're like, you know, you're, I'm really laid back, which mm-hmm. I find hard to believe because I said something the other day, I was like, maybe that's what it comes on the, on the outside, but inside <laughs> like it's, like, it's not yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but apparently that's what it is. But I've... Again, like, I think the thing about finding people like your sort of people is because mm. you're all the same. So it's like, if like, it's all about, I think, just being being a nice person. Yeah. But you've got to be, actually be a nice person. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you can pretend to be nice because that I doesn't think work. You're, like, <laughs> no, you're, doesn't so, work. you're super intuitive with what you do. You can tell you're passionate about what you do and that's just going to like come out in in your work, isn't it? So people are just automatically going to take on that energy and be mm. like, oh, I want him around. I want... Yeah, I mean, I think like, I always want to do a good job, for sure. So, like, yeah, I'm always trying to, like, be good. But then I feel like if anyone, anyone, if you're doing my job, that's generally what you should do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that one thing I always find funny is when people say to me, like, even when I was just cutting hair in the salon, they'd be like, oh, you're so uh, such a perfectionist. And you're like, surely that's, like... That's the point. A given. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. not, if you're a hairdresser and you're not a perfectionist, like probably not the right thing I don't know like maybe some people like that but for me I was just like well why would I not be trying to get it exactly right yeah it's all right you can you can go yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like you just you go all in when you want something you just do it like with your new ambassadorship with Unite congratulations (laughs) but which I thought you were an ambassador for years but tell us the story how that came about so um when I got my first job in London, uh, the creative director at that salon is Gary Baker, or like Sir Gary Baker in my eyes. Oh. <laughs> um, he basically, because uh, I, I was technically a hairdresser, mm-hmm. like a fully fledged hairdresser, but that's the thing with the hairdressing industry, it's like kind of unpoliced. So you can kind of do whatever, and like, like there's nothing to stop you doing that. So I was technically, I was a hairdresser Mm -hmm. and I could do it, but I knew inside that I was really bad and I had no idea what I was doing. Right, right. Just winging it, like winging it, winging it, winging it, like every haircut, like maybe a bit off here, like (laughs) maybe a bit of that. Um, 
So I was like, I can't... Find your own technique there. Yeah, yeah. but like, you know, I was like, I just can't do that. Yeah. So like going to London, like was supposed to be like, you know, I'm going to learn how to do it properly and like working for like the great, like mm. that's what I wanted to do. So I I think part of it, again, like, I'd gone and I'd said like, I am a, a hairdresser, but I want to retrain. Mm-hmm. I think part of that, I know Gary was like, that was kind of like a cool thing because yeah. I could obviously see that I wanted to improve. Mm-hmm. But it, in the end, like, actually, the retraining process wasn't that long. We literally went from scratch. Like, I remember, like, even, like, the first time I, like, pulled out my hairdressing scissors. Yeah. He was literally like, what, what the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> These are my good ones. And it was just like, no. And it was just, like, those little things of, like, I think, again... It's not a crime, but like being from a small town, mm. you only ex- you only know what you're exposed you're well, you're small, to, right? Yeah. So like that's what I mean. When I had my Tony and Guy T-shirt, I literally thought I was the shit. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I am like the best. Yeah. Like little did I know that's like literally there's a not whole it. other world out there. So yeah. then going to work for people, and that's the thing. Like with being an assistant or like learning, mm. it's like all these other people have have experience. Like you know, from like even like when it was like you know the glory days of yeah. like. British hairdressing like learn like Gary literally like learned from like some of like the, the best people yeah. and it's like knowing like that the real sort of like I don't know it's kind of like the like not like, the real intricacies of like you know the the art mm-hmm. of like of doing it so like it's the whole thing of like you know just real super like clean sections like how to hold like your scissors properly mm-hmm. and like all of those things and then getting like really like anal about like you know how to blow dry properly and like you know really like and like at first like you know learning off Gary I remember like thinking like what is this geezer on like (laughs) and like we used to like take the piss out of him because it was literally like he's almost like talking to the hair like while he's working do you know what I mean because it's like but it is it's like actually understanding like your material and like how am I going to make it do what I want it to do so like why am I doing you know always knowing like a why not just that was the other thing it's like you know there's lots of like sort of like stereotypical like hairdressery things like you know just like yeah okay like, yeah you know like it's a lot of like just a lot of this but, but, what's yeah. it do, but, what you, yeah. but what does it do it doesn't yeah. do anything it's just, <laughs> it's just it's just faffing so like actually understanding like why you are actually doing things yeah you do like a bit of that though oh uh, yeah, yeah. But that's a bit of me though. <laughs> yeah but that's fine but like it's just yeah so relearning um but again it was a thing where gary gave me an opportunity and the girl that I, I went there mm. with, Ashley, um, he said that like, if you come in on Sundays, you can start doing mm. clients. So like we were just assistants during the week. Mm. So like, if you come in on a Sunday, so do an extra day, you can then like start cutting hair. So then we just did that. That was just like, that was just my week then. Like. Mm-hmm. And then so through doing that, we just built up really quickly and then the next one was on the floor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, um, that was good. But yeah, so Gary basically, sorry, forgot where I was going. <laughs> So Gary then, after training me, he eventually left the salon to go to America to work with this brand called Unite. Mm-hmm. So he went to do that. I was like, kind of like, he left me. <laughs> Bye, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> but by this time, like, I was also doing my own work. So like working with the band and like, other mm-hmm. things. And you kind of like, to get like your product and stuff, you talk to like the like sort of like, PR agencies and they'll like sort you out of a bit of products like here. Did and you there. have all those contacts already? Only through like people I'd met. Mm. So like you start talking to people like, oh, so how do you do this? Yeah. Like, what's how so? Does what this was work? it? The brand's PR. You figure out like what brand you want to use for 
hairspray or, or just whatever basically product. whatever you yeah. can get for free uh, at, at the beginning <laughs> but you, know you go I mean? to their PR agency yeah or there's a few that were kind of like more renowned for like being more generous mm-hmm. okay so it'd kind of be like as I say at the time it's kind of like I'll take whatever I can mm-hmm. get and just use it so I was doing that and Gary came back over from the US and was like just like throw all of that in the bin and use my stuff now and then from doing that there was like literally a few months later there was this hair show happening in London and it was like you know and I want you to do that as well and I was like what like do you know what I mean never done that before so what do you mean like you're on stage doing like, yeah hair? so what would be called like a platform artist mm-hmm. so then oh, wow. now you know considering like everything that we've just spoke about mm-hmm. of like where you're like okay I'm maybe the hair that I was doing initially wasn't maybe right or mm-hmm. like it's just different working on set. It's yeah. not the same as working in a salon, but like, you know, learning that and learning that quickly because it, obviously you just need to mm-hmm. like learn on the job. And then now all of a sudden I've got to do that and almost learn talk people through yeah, what yeah. I'm doing. So live, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And live yeah. audience. But that was really good because going there again, it was like in a room with all these other people that were doing this job. Yeah the same as me and again from different you know they've done it for years or yeah. you know we're doing their first one as well so you're kind of like you're not nervous going into <laughs> this having not done it i would be shitting myself always yeah. but i feel like i'm still like that now with most jobs like the night before a job i'm always still like a bit on edge mm-hmm. probably don't sleep that well or i'm still like looking for references and stuff mm-hmm. like that because you just again it's i think the want to do it good yeah but i think the fear of just not doing it is or worse, like yeah. yeah exactly so it's like oh yeah i had i just hate to have that conversation yeah i could have done that but uh yeah i didn't, just, I didn't bother yeah. couldn't be bothered really do you know what i mean yeah so what do you do now like oh yeah i just i'm just at home a lot now really yeah. that's the thing i think like you if you're given the opportunity you've got to do it well it's where you learn isn't it yeah, yeah. and that and and yeah and guess what i learned a lot yeah. that day like yeah. i really did good or bad <laughs> it was um it was just really funny. I just remember I went on stage and I was with this guy. He's called Fletch. I still work with him now occasionally. Yeah. And he's like a really big character. Right. And like it was a, all the audiences from the US and they all loved him like a lot. And I remember like Gary was like, D- like Fletch is different to you. <laughs> like don't try and be like him. Just mm-hmm. do you. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. And we literally like went up on stage and um, Fletch was like, who's excited about the new shampoo? And literally the whole place went mental. <laughs> no. Everyone was like, out there, so he's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah! And you're like, I was literally like, oh my God. Like, this what is... do I say now? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I was like, I'm not that excited about no. shampoo. Like, I don't, know, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to make other people that excited about shampoo. But, like, yeah, it was just, it was just wild. But, again, like, I learned a lot. Um, there was a guy, actually, there who's done it for years and does a lot of education. And he kind of, like, just gave me, a, like, literally, like, a quick, like, 101 yeah. of, like, how to be a problem artist. <laughs> and just little tips and tricks of, like, you know, how to just get on with it and, like, where to sort of look and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it was fine. And then, like, since that one, that obviously didn't go too badly because I, got, yeah. I then asked, and I've been since, like, twice to San Diego to do it there. To do it? Oh, wow. Which is, like, the sort of, like, the home of, like, where they normally do it. Yeah. And that's always, like, such an amazing experience because that's literally, like, that's kind of, like, you know, it's really good to do. Yeah. 
But again, we've digressed. <laughs> so that's just working with the brand. So they basically supplied me with product for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just used to use it on everything and just hashtag them, tag them in everything and just do all of that and keep doing that. Did you do that just to do that? Or did you always have like an, an ambassador goal. and then goal for that? I think like the thing I've always had, when you look at, I think, people that you aspire to... Mm. And you see, like, oh, they're supported by whatever brand it is. And they're represented by whoever yeah. it is. So I think I've always had in my head, like, what does a successful session stylist look like? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I've always had these tick boxes of, yeah. like, have I done that yet? Like, no, I still need to do that. Or, like, yeah, yeah. I've done that. And so I basically, I've worked with Unite for a long time. So it's probably, like, sort of six, seven years just using the product like every day mm-hmm. and then this opportunity came up this year where like uh to be the ambassador for the uk mm-hmm. and um, so, so amazing well yeah because i think there's other things like to consider is that you know my my own like my personal like instagram isn't like huge mm-hmm. i'm not i'm definitely not like a content creator mm-hmm. i'm not like a you know i don't that's not like that's not my, you my yeah, focus so I don't have, like, the 50, 100K followers that some people may have. Mm. And in my mind, it was like, well, you have to have that to then be given certain opportunities. But actually, in this case, it was just that because I've just been using it for a long time and not stopped. Because I think another thing is that a lot of other people have come and gone. Mm -hmm. So they'd be, like, you know, the, the one everyone's talking about, within the brand of like oh they're really amazing but then someone else like showed them something shiny and then they've gone somewhere else yeah and you've been loyal to the brand and therefore they're now loyal to you as well yeah i'd like to think so yeah but like yeah you know great yeah but it's just yeah like you know i think everyone's got their own their own thing and i think but again i think it's if it wasn't gary maybe that had started that whole thing off Mm -hmm maybe it wouldn't be that way Mm -hmm. because I feel like somehow that because Gary's like obviously given me so many tools Mm -hmm. and things for my trade Mm -hmm. I kind of also have I feel like a sort of loyalty or like a yeah I get that it's probably more like a it's a loyalty to him yeah exactly and like still a thing of like I don't want to like let him down Mm -hmm. like I'm more like I mean if he even now, if he shares, like, one of my things that I've done, mm. I'm, like, buzzing. Yeah. Because it's, like, I've proved it to him. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that might sound, like, really stupid. No, not at all. I think your heroes always remain your heroes, regardless of where you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think you have, like, this innate discipline as well that you don't realise that you have. Because a lot of people, can you can set those goals and be quickly like taken off Mm -hmm. the path can't you whether it was i mean you just had another baby as well like that Mm. could stop you from this where you're just like keep on going so there's like that drive (laughs) it's something's getting you there isn't it yeah i think um but yeah i mean so the the new baby is going to be a year next month so a year already yeah exactly so it's been it's gone really quick but i think i think like personally i think like the second baby has been like way harder than really yeah like I don't know like you did have a big gap though didn't you a hundred percent but I just think there's so many other things like it's even just you know like I've heard this a lot like where 
with children, like, if you have your first one, is like, all right, you kind of then, like, are like, so easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why everyone thinks it's so hard. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. And then you have another one, and it's not like that. <laughs> so, like, just for example, like, Bella slept all the way through, like, three months, whereas Ray is only just doing that now. Yeah. And actually, when you think about that's nearly a whole year without, like, sleeping yeah. a whole night. That's mad. So Especially because your work is not set hours. No. Yeah, yeah. Be and travel. But and I mean, again, it's not like you have the weekends either, really. Well, no, but I think it's the thing of, like... You know, my wife does, like, a lot of, like, the nighttime thing. Mm -hmm. But it's still obviously, like, interrupted. And then I just think there's other things, like, that build into it. Because I'm aware when I'm not at home, I then kind of feel like I'm on the back foot a little bit when I step back into that. Because then I feel like I have to catch up, do you know what I mean, with Mm -hmm. doing... And then you're like, ah! But anyway, I've just found it a bit harder than it was last time, (laughs) is what I'm going to say. But, you know, at the same time, you've got to kind of just... You have to keep going, because... Again, like, I'd hate to have like done. I hate to have got so far. Like I yeah. still don't feel anywhere near complete. Like you've made it. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. Someone literally messaged me the other day and said, "Oh my god, you're smashing it," and I was like, "Thank you," but like, it definitely doesn't feel like that. Do you think anyone thinks that? Do you think anyone ever feels like I'm complete? Like I've achieved everything? Or do you think personally, as people, we're always like? we're not aware of what we're achieving. So you're just doing it. That's your day to day. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just that thing though. It's like, you know, you climb a bit higher. Yeah. And then it's just like, the, it's gone even yeah. further because there's just so much more to like, get. The world opens up more every yeah. time you get That's higher. Why you see more. The yeah. progress not perfect because you, it's the journey, isn't mm. it? It's not just one destination because mm. once you get to that one, you're like, all right, well, what's next? And then you want to go for another one. Mm. Whether it be monetary or not, it could be something completely like the opposite of that. It could be just like you said, sometimes it's not about the money, it's more about the experience yeah, in, sure. your, in your work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that that's just life, isn't it? Yeah. And also, you'd just be like, if you were complete, you'd be done like that just that that's like when your passion goes right yeah yeah if you time. felt like oh i've achieved everything i've done that thing and then that mm. that's when it all yeah i think you have a lot of self-awareness which is one thing i pick up on like through everything you say you're very aware and i don't think you're one of the rare people i mean in that industry in any industry that i feel like i don't know i feel like there's not much ego that follows you around like you're willing to retrain like you're willing to like step out and do new things or willing to be taught or willing to be given like feedback of some to tell or for some you could for example you were already at a certain level I guess when you started doing something new right mm. and then you were happy for someone to be like right let me give you some pointers on this rather than being like oh do you know what I've already worked with a band I've worked with, on TV mm. I've done all of this I know what I'm doing here yeah um, yeah I think sometimes though that may not always be like a good thing for me I find sometimes that also then doesn't backfire but I think sometimes I end up maybe being treated like <laughs> like I actually have no clue because I'm like <laughs> oh, really? so yeah. unassuming maybe sometimes. Yeah. Just I don't pe- think that's a bad thing. I think that's just being Yeah, humble. maybe. I don't yeah. know. Like, I just sometimes I think, oh, like, why didn't, like, when I walked in that room, why did no one think, like, I was actually, like, good at my job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. But do you know what I mean? It's like sometimes, you know, you think... I mean, they'll soon get proven differently yeah, when you're done. But then yeah. I think that's maybe the, the thing is just, like, to be... You know, not to be like, well, yeah. I've 
I know everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I've just been talking about. Well, anyway, <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, but you yeah. still know when to like stand up for yourself yeah. and be like, right, no, I know what I'm talking about here. Like mm. how you get up on stage and teach people. So you do know something and then yeah, they continue yeah. to invite you back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, it's just, but it's again, it's like whenever I'm teaching now, so like we teach a course as well for like Fashion Week mm-hmm. where that's all through like the brand and, mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Runway Ready. So people mm-hmm. come for two days and we teach them, like, uh, you know, like, runway hair. But, again, that kind of differs from, like, also, like, shooting as well. It's yeah. like there's so many different, like, little things that are different. Um, but within that, like, whenever I'm teaching that, I'm always just thinking about everyone that taught me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for good and bad. Because I've had both experiences. Yeah. Like, the the most amazing teachers who are so... They're, like, so okay with, like, their talent and who they are that they don't need to be, like, nasty or, like, mm-hmm. mean or, like, you know, make people feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you've, I've worked with other people that potentially maybe, like, it's not actually that solid behind this big, like, yeah. the, the, you know, the front. Yeah, yeah. And so that comes outwardly as, like, no, nah, it's wrong, like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's like, well... I think I did like, it's just <laughs> yeah. so I always just try and think about that and like it is again it's like thinking about like always like why so sometimes I think in, in in any situation sometimes we can just rush into things and like miss like the real like simple basic things mm-hmm. of like you know what actually am I trying to achieve I think you have whether you realize it or not such a strong like awareness of yourself but also like what you what you want your life to look like and maybe what you don't want your life to look like I think one of the things as well, I mean, which we haven't spoken about yet, but you quit drinking four years ago this month. I did, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, is incredible. But, like, what pushed you to do that? I mean, I think, um, I don't know, for me, growing... Well, I think it starts from, like, growing up in the UK. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's a drinking culture which is so normalised and okay... Mm -hmm that like for me that's definitely like the start of like it going wrong I don't think I ever learned how to like sort of respectfully work with alcohol (laughs) like your like sort of first night out with your mates was to get as pissed as possible and then I think that just stayed with me for like quite a long time um I can't I can't think of one time that I ever went out for like a, a nice beer and then went home <laughs> so that for me like I just really I got to a point where I think I think we can all agree where you like start to realize you're getting a bit older yeah <laughs> and you shouldn't be out <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah you're like am I going to be that person yeah. we all know that person, we, know that person. Yeah. we all saw him when we were 20 that's yeah. what I mean we've all seen that person that's like a good 20 years older than everyone yeah. else in the bar still <laughs> having a good time yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, it gets to a point where you're like, oh, God, like, is that me? Yeah. And then, yeah, for me, it was just, like, I just, I got to the, it was, like, literally, like, the last straw. Like, I just, it was one too many mm-hmm. in succession, mm-hmm. like, weekends on the trot. And I was just like, that's it now, like, time out. It just wasn't good. I think I see it in so many other guys that I know yeah. or knew or, like, still hang out with the same, like, behaviour or the same, like, sort of, like... It was just the same formula or, like, you know, like, 
there's something that's not going right or like you're kind of not really that happy. Yeah. But yet we do the same we actions do the same thing. every week and then wonder why we're still like, you know, not being successful at work, not potentially being successful in relationships, mm-hmm. not particularly like successful on your own mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't particularly enjoy spending time on your own yeah. because you think you're a dick yourself. Yeah. And just like feeling let down, like you've let yourself down all the time. It's a vicious circle though, isn't it? Because a lot of people use that as a, well, it's a form of escapism, isn't it? Alcohol, drugs, like whatever you, whatever that thing might be. Yeah, big time. But I think it's also the thing of like it being, if it's your social circle. Yeah. And as I say, that's definitely, I'm not saying everyone does it and a lot of people can drink responsibly. It is culture though, yeah. Yeah, it's great. But it's like there is this like un written thing mm-hmm. of like where that's kind of okay yeah. like it's kind of okay like to get oh what, like so pissed like yeah. and it's like completely oh my God, I'm so hungover yeah. yeah and that's the thing like I don't know I found like when I stopped it was really it was actually really was easy. It easy it was really yeah. easy for me because I'd literally got to a point in my life where I was like I'm not doing that anymore I'm not doing that to myself I'm not doing that to my like I'm not going to be that person for my daughter mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that to my wife like even like you know like my ma I don't just what I don't want people to see me like that that's not yeah. who I am um like my was my... there one thing that like made you have that realization or was it just like a build up over time of it was a build up over time but a lot of things I think like when you see like sort of breakdowns in like communication in your own relationship mm-hmm. and then like I think you know, if it starts to bleed over into, like, your work... Like, when, like, say, like, I love my job, mm. but then, say, things are impacting on, on me being able to mm-hmm. enjoy it because, say, potentially I don't feel great mm-hmm. um, still on Tuesday mm. after, like, Saturday night, do you know what I mean? And again, like, I was just getting a bit older. I think I was just highly aware as well of my daughter getting to an age because, again, we all know those people yeah. who'd be like... You know, that's the, my mum at the bar <laughs> my dad at the bar yeah exactly she's yeah. noticing yeah and it's like I just didn't want that to be a thing so yeah I was just done but like the only test that I had was it was like sort of two weeks in my one of my good friends got married mm-hmm. so I did all the hair for the wedding mm-hmm. and then stayed for the wedding mm-hmm. and like I was completely fine and then it was just all the same old triggers it's sunny like everyone's all together all everyone's th- drinking yeah. like oh have a drink there Ad exactly. yeah and it just got to a point, it was like just at the dinner, and I was like, I've got to leave right now. Mm. So I just left. Did you? I because you had made this commitment to yourself that you wanted to stop I, drinking. I just or knew change. that if I didn't leave, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and I right. knew, but I also was really aware of how I was going to feel the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. Of like the disappointment of like, you'd lasted two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I, I had to take myself home, because I just knew mm. how disappointed I'd be with myself if I, like, gave in and just had the same old night over again, mm-hmm. nothing new, but just felt as bad as I did the next day. Yeah. But even, like, before that with drinking, I kind of, like, for no real reason, before I met Sam, mm. I'd also been through, like, a little moment where I was kind of, like, I just realised I was a bit of a loser in that I was going out with my mates every week was incredibly unsuccessful in love like you know it was, yeah. just, it was just I looked I wasn't didn't look my best you know it was quite unhealthy I think it's a really rare thing to be able to look at yourself in the mirror like that yeah yeah like but, and say and see like and 
a lot of people wouldn't do that. So many people would rather bury their head in the sand and carry on going on in that direction. Yeah, because you have to, like, ask yourself a lot yeah. of questions, don't you? Like, deep down inside, like, why am I doing this? Like, mm. is it making me happy? I just... Where, yeah, I don't really know... Even like, though you're having a good time. Yeah, I don't really know, like, how... I don't know how deep, like, I... Like, now, now I've done the work, mm. <laughs> I yeah, can, yeah. like, I can really analyse, like, you know, all of those emotions and, like, what was this going on. This is where on. you're so intuitive that I feel like you just don't realise it. Yeah. How much you just, like, that's why you are so successful today. Because you've had something, that inner voice guiding you, haven't you? This whole time that you just didn't realise. I just never considered that. No. <laughs> but, yeah, before I met Sam, I'd, like, decided, do you know what, I'm going st- to stop drinking, I'm going to hit the gym mm-hmm. and everything. And, uh... I did that and I stopped drinking and then I went on this holiday to Thailand one of the girls at the salon was mm-hmm. getting married so we went on this holiday and I didn't drink like for this holiday and it was like, going to be like the first time that that had ever like been a thing I think like in the end I think I'd limit I limited it to like two nights or something on this like two week holiday right. or whatever but I'd obviously in that time had time to kind of like do a bit of soul searching potentially mm-hmm. and I actually wasn't looking for like love mm-hmm. at that point and then literally out of nowhere like Sam dropped out of the sky yeah that's amazing and it was just kind of like that sort of thing where I was like oh hang on like I think when you're actually like ha- like maybe happier mm. maybe that's like that's what outwardly comes. like yeah. it kind of is more visible yeah so that was the first time then obviously like we were dating so then we went out loads yeah <laughs> <laughs> But that was, like, the first time that I stopped drinking. And then when Sam fell pregnant, I stopped drinking again. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, like, was really successful in, like, many different things Mm -hmm. because, like, I just had this whole new energy about Mm -hmm. me and, like, you know, get up early and, like, run and, like, go to the gym and stuff. And, like, that was another time that I did it. And then, you know, once Bella was born, it was like, oh, well, better start drinking again. Yeah. And then um, when my my dad died... Mm -hmm. Again, like, I had a moment where I stopped more through, like, necessity. I basically found myself, like, crying to a stranger on Stevenage Leisure Park one night. (laughs) And I was literally like, this isn't my life. No. Like, who else wants to hear my sob story? (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, yeah, that ain't for you. Like, you need to take some time out. So I did. But, as I say, like, when it actually came to stopping drinking altogether... I looked back on all them times, and again, I hadn't realised that that had been a thing. Yeah. Because did you think somewhere subconsciously, like, do you think you, that could have been a bigger thing for you? Like, uh, uh, either a bigger problem or a bigger, I guess, path that you could have gone down. So, like, every time, even if you weren't aware of it or not, you're like, oh, I need to stop drinking, even though you're just, like, going out like any other 20-whatever-year-old. Yeah, but I just think it's like anything. I think it's like it, it's like everyone's so... Uh, it's personal to so many different people, yeah. like how things affect people. Yeah. I just think, for me, like, I just knew that, you know, it's like one of the... It's the classic thing, is like when people go, but you're a right laugh. Yeah. You are so fun. Like, yeah. why would you stop? You are fun, yeah. It's like, yeah, but you're not with me for the rest of yeah. the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the next morning. Like, it depends yeah. what your definition of fun is as well. Yeah. Like, you're fun with without that too. Um, I mean, that's super honourable. Just to make that decision, whether it's having one drink or no drink, mm-hmm. and then to make that commitment to yourself. And obviously you see, 
like all the positive results from it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you might as well just keep going with it, right? Um, yeah, big time. I mean, I also like I did do like on that last time when I stopped. I also then like did like some intense like. Block I was about to ask, well. like, did uh, did you have any support in all of that? So not specifically for drinking. Right. As I say, the drinking thing was actually like so easy mm-hmm. because I was just like so determined. I I feel like I maybe demonized alcohol, you know, like as in that was it's that that was the fault. Yeah. That was what's wrong. So if I take that away, then everything's fine. Yeah. But I did like so I say. I was did, it fine? Like. Or did you take that away and you then had this whole other host of things to look at? No, I think, well, I think it was a bit, the big thing of taking that away was there was like the crippling shame that I used to walk around with and like just the fear, you know, Mm -hmm. like I couldn't walk around like hitching town because I'd just be worried that someone would remember me from the night before, like who did I speak to, what did I say? I just hated that, like... The thing of like not being okay in your own skin mm-hmm. is like really not a good place to be, mm-hmm. and that's just my only want has ever to be, like, actually okay with myself mm-hmm. every day, not just on like you know, the Saturday night when yeah. I yeah. think I'm really successful and really cool. Yeah. Just like every day, like be all right on Tuesday at three o'clock. Like yeah. it's completely fine. So that's all. That's what I wanted. And that's kind of what I, I did. But, like, yeah, there was just a lot... Um, I think there was a lot of things that I think... It was just a time... It was a, it was a time for me, I think, where there was just a few things that happened that I needed to just kind of really, like, look at and sort of, like, maybe make sense of mm-hmm. and then just be able to move on, you know. Do you think your dad passing had a lot to do with that? I think it was, like, it was such a big... I think it's such a big thing to, like, lose a parent. Yeah. Like... I remember just it's sort of that thing of it being like everything you've ever known up until this point is now different. Mm-hmm. You know, like like being in like a two point four children like family. Yeah. And everything that you consider to be like normal mm-hmm. is now like not that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's like a, it's just a massive adjustment and a big a big shift, but. Yeah, I also I also remember though, like distinctly, like when my mum rang me to tell me, I instantly got my phone out and was like googling how do you explain to a two year old that they've like their granddad's died, yeah. and like I remember that being like my number one priority. The instant yeah. thing was like how does, and I think that was a big thing with my like sort of grieving was that I actually just was like my way of dealing with it was like right how do we like just how do we get on with everything and make it okay. As were opposed you able, to like, were you able to then grieve it at the same time, or was it like this is how what this is how I'm processing this by just like focusing on? I think I just wanted to kind of be like successful in my like grief. Yeah. <laughs> so like I think as I say like the couple of weekends that I think I like went out and like tried to like drown my sorrows yeah. and such, and ended up crying on a stranger. <laughs> I kind of realised that oh no this isn't what this looks like for me. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't want this. So then it was kind of like, again, like my mate, the gym, like really came into mm-hmm. <laughs> into play, just go down there a lot and like, you know, just smash it out and try and like, try and like put things right. But yeah, I think like, you know, doing, like going to therapy and, you know, kind of making that an okay thing to do mm-hmm. was just so, so refreshing. I remember doing like my first session, just being like, that was sick. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's so good. What um, did you make the decision to go to therapy? Or did, yeah, yeah, I like had a frantic ring round one morning, yeah. and it was literally the first. Woman I've that, been there. <laughs> the first woman that called me back, like that was that was it, and I just remember thinking like how easy it was. Like I was just like in this woman's front room, like she lived near my mum. It was just like mm-hmm. so easy. It wasn't like this thing of like going to like a padded room. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they show other movies. But that's what I mean. It's like this whole thing of like it being like oh my god like this could be like you know you only go there if there's something like really, really wrong, wrong with you yeah. like do you know what I mean like <laughs> and actually it was fine I remember like the first thing she was said to me she was a bit like okay so there's nothing like like you're gonna be okay yeah. basically like so don't worry yeah. and then it was just from there it's just but I remember there was this, the big thing with my job was it was a commitment of time mm-hmm. she's like you have to come mm-hmm. every week yeah like and I was like I don't like straight away like I don't know if I could do that yeah and guess what? Like, it worked. I think there was one time I had to, like, cancel it. But it just, when it, I feel like that thing again, like, when it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be. Mm. Or, or it sounds like when you want to do something, when you really commit to something, you it's just make it work. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's probably, yeah. yeah. maybe. But, yeah, that was just so insightful. And, like, I just learned so many things. And, yeah, you know, it, even, like, being able to pass it on to, like, my own friends mm-hmm. and stuff. Um you know, I, th- I just think it was a really good thing to do, but I think it's just really helped, like, with now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think with when things are a bit more, I don't know, a bit tougher, but I also feel like it really helps me now understand other people. Yeah, 100%. But I think when you can understand yourself, it helps you understand everybody else yeah. around you. And also you process things differently, yeah, I find. Definitely. The more, I guess realizations I have or the more I understand like myself and my behaviors the more I'm like oh okay this is okay and actually the more you can change that whatever that thing is and then you can understand and empathize with other people as well you don't have the same reactions to people when you understand yourself better yeah I think too you can see like maybe say they're in a bad place so you know not to take offense to it like it helps you I'm always able to now be like what did I do in that situation like I can then if if I am like kind of like guiltless, I can mm-hmm. kind of take myself out and then be like, okay, yeah. well, I know that wasn't me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But I think I am like good at like knowing like, oh, maybe when I said that, that was the that was the <laughs> that wrong, was, that yeah. was the yeah. thing you shouldn't yeah. have done. Like, yeah, just taking accountability, really. Yeah. yeah. Or not taking things personally as well, because yeah. that can eat away at you, too. Yeah, it was funny though, I was talking to a client the other day and she was talking about, um, she's been diagnosed with something and she described it because she was like how she takes things home with her a lot mm-hmm. right. and it like over night time that would be like in her mind, frozen. and I was thinking like, well that's me as well, yeah. <laughs> like, I do that all the time. Like I think when it's, I feel like it's just that thing when things actually matter. You care even like, yeah. like more. Things like, if something happens on a job, like I can replay that over and yeah. over and over and over again, like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I, yeah. I just, I only want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate, like, hate it when things don't go good, you <laughs> yeah. know? Because you just want to be, I think, the best version. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're fortunate enough to also realise what that is. I don't think there's, like, there's not, I, there's not a lot of people that can realise that at a young age as well. Am I still young? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're still young. young. You're yeah, you're still okay. young. Yeah, we're... So, there, Don't I mean, kill I my feel like <laughs> <laughs> You've done so much and ticked, as you guys say, ticked all the boxes, yeah. checked all the boxes. What's, What's your next, next box? What's to, next for you? Yeah. To tick. 
I mean, it's just the thing, as I say, it's that thing when you're, like, when you're, like, trying to climb a ladder or whatever. Like, I do do this all the time where I stop and I think, you are actually doing them things that you said you wanted to do before. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And even, I think, even now... That's the motivator as well. No? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's even, I remember, even, like, recently I've done it where... I remember when I first started, like, doing, like, the session thing, yeah. I'd look at other artists that I'd be, like, working up with mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I can't wait to be like that. And then, like, even the other day, I was going, like, oh, I kind of do things like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's still, like, I still have people that I look up to in my industry and, like, look at their, like, sort of work with, like, you know, like, I'm like oh, I want that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's still, like, a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, like, my job has a, like, sort of, I do da-da-da-da-da, and then I'll go to here. And mm-hmm. then it, it's, right. like, it's just still, like, you just work your way, like, because it's still just meeting people and, like, you know, being able to be, like, like do jobs well mm-hmm. right. and things like that. But, you know, like, it was, like, when it was um, the Met Gala, like, this year... Mm. I was kind of like, I need a Met Gala. Did you yeah. do it? No. but like oh, You need to. No, but I saw, like, you know, peers of mine in my industry that oh. were doing it. And I was kind of like, I need a Met Gala, man. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. before it was like, you know, I need to, like, lead a show at Fashion Week. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've done that now, which yeah. is amazing. But, like, still, like, you know, it used to be like, I need to do, like, New York Fashion Week. I've done that now. Like, yeah. it's like, I need, like, there's yeah. all the little things that you're like, I need to do that one. And then, so, you just, I think when you... You do Conscious Citizen at the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll dress someone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just think there's it's just like kind of seeing like kind of what you want and just trying to trying to go for it, I think. Yeah. Really. I feel like that's the thing for me. Like hair is very much like my my job and like the thing that I do. Mm-hmm. But it's also like sort of a vehicle for me to kind of like really experience like life. Yeah. I mm. think. It's Definitely. the one thing that's yeah. put me in these places that I'd never have like been before and like things I've seen yeah but life and people as well that's the solution though like that's what you want out of a career or as adulthood you enter adulthood like you want to be able to experience yeah you want that to merge don't you your your job and your journey yeah I think that's the thing like people say like oh you were lucky you knew what you wanted to do like I don't think I did not I don't think I knew like when I started I 100% didn't know nothing about hair (laughs) it was just purely because I thought it was cool yeah and like I think also along the way I also just never stopped doing it Mm -hmm. whether that's you know for some like mad spiritual reason or if it's just because Mm. I was too couldn't be asked to think of anything else (laughs) to do you know you can decide but like I think that's that's just the reality is I just never like stopped doing it you just kind of like hang on and like there's definitely been times when it was like pretty crap but again I just never stopped and like you have that interest right so you you hung on to that yeah I mean you I think you have the motivation to expand your world and keep expanding your world yeah, I think that's the thing. I've always, I've always known that I wanted to do it at a, like a higher level, mm-hmm. or what I would perceive to be a higher level anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. I think the other thing is it's it's like my industry is so like being a hairdresser, you can do so many different things with mm-hmm. it. That's literally it, and and people are so happy doing all those different things. Like there's no right or wrong in like mm-hmm. in it. Because um, as I say, like I. In, in the world of hair, I kind of, uh, like, I don't really see myself particularly as a hairdresser, which sounds really stupid, 
because I think like there's like hair industry people yeah where it's like really like hairdressing yeah and then there's like so then there's like fashion and then there's like yeah. sort of like celebrity or like talent and I just kind of feel like I kind of sit somewhere like somewhere there yeah because I think a lot of it as well is just like being personable mm-hmm. and like with a lot of like sort of clients I work with and especially for like a long period of time mm-hmm. it's more about like you're building a relationship yeah. and like you know you're going on a journey with yeah with people mm-hmm. like there's I was thinking about it the other day, like some some of the talent I've worked with, like when I first met them, it was like at like a really low key, mm-hmm. like red carpet thing, like maybe like their second or third thing they'd done, like the first time I'd done yeah. it, and then now like you know some of the jobs we do together because their career has like gone like massive, mm-hmm. but then likewise you know like mine is also like grown as well maybe not the same but I think that's like an amazing thing to go on that journey together as well and that just one is a testament to you as a person like but also I think you you build relationships with people people want to come back and work with you people trust you to do a good job because Mm. of who you are I guess Yeah. yeah I mean what would you say we always like to ask this of people is your if you had to give one piece of advice to someone for success in life, what would that be? Oh, man. <laughs> Just one. It doesn't... It, I mean, we'll take two. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's... I think it is... It's a really hard question, though, yeah. isn't it? What uh, do you... Just to motivate someone to take that, like, first step. I, I suppose you just got to have a bit of a belief. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Within yourself. Just in in yourself, but also in it. Yeah. Right. Like because I feel like like I say with the drinking thing, but also with like all the other things. Yeah. If you're not in it, like no one else can make that happen for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So like, it's probably that. But then I know I also appreciate a lot of people find it hard to find the thing to then to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically just pick one and stick at it yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it'll work out yeah. but to believe in it and like have the faith yeah. that it will happen yeah. yeah but I remember with me like I remember the moment like when I met Gary that's when I actually started to understand what my job was mm-hmm. right and like actually like being my mind was blown with like understanding like things about like elevation and like you know how you cut hair and how yeah. haircuts are put together and why are you picking something up here so that when it falls it like sits oh, right. you know being like what like <laughs> yeah. so I don't just literally like go to Starbucks and smoke outside the salon that's not what being a so actually like that's the thing I think being yeah if you can find something that you're really passionate about is your pre- is pretty good then yeah. yeah I think because you can just do whatever you want with it yeah Amazing. Thank you amazing. so much, Nan. Yeah, thank you so much. It was great talking to you, always. Thanks for having me. I think you're an amazing person, a beautiful person, so oh, been excited yeah. to talk to you. you. And if our listeners would like to follow, what's your Instagram handle? Um, it's at Narad Kutawaru. We'll put that in the notes. <laughs> you should. I've been told it should just be Narad, but you know when you're like too, too committed now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah that's awesome. where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll find you. Thanks. Thanks, Narad. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Conscious Citizen World.